All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of We Create Music TV. I am your host, B. Vaughn, and man, tonight, today, whenever you take a chance to watch this, if you're watching live, welcome. We have a, an amazing artist, producer, creator, uh, multi-instrumentalist, believer, which is, of course, one of my favorites, y'all know that, and fusion pianist. So, ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Desiree D. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for being here. Great, it's great to have you. So greatly appreciate it. So let's get started. Let's get started. Right. So I had a chance to check out a whole bunch of things uh, from your music on your Instagram, your YouTube. Uh, but for those that do not know you, can you just give us some insight into your background and how did you get started? in this music? Okay, so I got started at the tender age of six years old. And I come from a Jamaican household. So when your parents put you in something, you don't get to come out. So, <laughs> um, I, at that age, wasn't really interested in music. I was interested in playing with the boys, running around. And, you know, doing that kind of thing because I was a tomboy and I grew up with a lot of boys um, mm. at that age. So I didn't really care about anything music. Um, however, my dad, uh, he is the musician in the house. So he sang. Uh, he was a part of a group called the Soul Searchers back in the 80s. They used to go to different churches and uh, sing and at different events. Um, and he played bass. He played uh, acoustic guitar. And uh, he wanted one of his children to continue the musical bloodline. Um, my brother obviously wasn't interested in that. He likes his video games. Uh, so um, they said, you know what? Uh, we think you have the ability and we think you have the capabilities of being a great musician. And so we're putting you in music lessons. Um, I can remember my first music lesson. It was with um, one of the ladies at my church. Uh, she taught me for the first two years um, actually, she happened to be a teenager at the time when she was teaching me, because she was around 15. And um, it was a very interesting uh, experience. She used to come to my house um, and teach me. And I had her for a couple of years, and she went off to university. And then my parents put me in a music school. And mm. that's when everything went downhill. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first teacher was this guy. He was kind of nerdy. Uh, and I remember being in the lesson and he gave me a piece of sheet music and he said, here you go, play it. And I sat there for the entire lesson and didn't touch the piano once. Um, I think it was maybe wow. about two minutes after, two minutes before the end of the lesson is when I actually started playing. So he decides that he's going to go tell my parents how I didn't play the piano. Uh, it's basically a little snitch, but it's okay. Um, yeah. My parents sent me to my bed early that night because oh, I didn't wow. play. Yeah. But they didn't like the guy. So the next week I had a different teacher. Mm. And uh, well, it was this older lady and she was really scary and she made me cry once. Uh, yeah, I had it for about maybe four months and my parents were like, yeah, this is not working. So I got <laughs> another teacher. <laughs> and um, she was a little bit younger. She looked, I think she was in like university or something like that. She was uh, okay. She didn't know what she was doing either. 
So my parents just started getting really frustrated and I just didn't want to do it anymore. I, I remember coming home from a lesson and I was like, I want to quit. I don't want to do this. My mom's like, you're going to keep doing it. I don't care. It's like, okay, fine. <laughs> and uh, the following week, so I think this was about maybe eight months in being at that um, music school. Um, I finally got put with another teacher, happened to be a really nice black lady. And because of all the frustrations that I went through, um, I cried my first lesson with her because I was just, I was fed up. All the teacher switching and, you know, just not no stability, no consistency across the board whatsoever. So super frustrating. And I remember that day she, she really encouraged me and um, she said, you know what, I'm going to work with you. I'm going to make sure that you're successful at this. And one thing that re really resonated with me with her was she took the time to ask me how I was, how mm -hmm. life was outside of music. Mm -hmm. So you know you have those teachers who just only care about, okay, did you practice? Okay, did you do the song? Did you do the song? They don't care about your life outside of music. And because she asked me those questions, that changed my whole perspective on just you know, doing this music thing and learning the piano and all that. It was, wow, a teacher actually cared about what my life was like outside of music lessons. And so I ended up staying with her for about 12 years. So I went through the whole Royal Conservatory music um, system. Um, I was in level nine by the time I was 17 years old. Um, wow. But in between that time, I obviously I go to church. I grew up in the church. Um, and I started playing in church when I was 13 and I learned, you know, all the church songs, all the hymns, mm. all that stuff. Um, and I remember being at home, I was in high school at the time and I wrote this song and I was just coming up with all these like different chords and stuff and I didn't know what I was playing. And of course, this high school that I went to, I did jazz, but they didn't really teach you and break down like the musicianship and the theory of it. So I didn't learn any of that stuff until I got to university. And I was able to learn like what the jazz chords were called, all the extensions, the sevens, the nines, elevens, thirteens, mm -hmm. um, all of that stuff. And that song that I had written when I was 15, I finally understood what I was doing. Um, I also found out in university that I had perfect pitch and didn't know. So wow. my entire life, I had perfect pitch and had no idea. It was wow. when I was doing a um, exercise with my jazz instructor at the time. And she played a chord and I was able to tell her all the notes of the chord. And she's like, do you have perfect pitch? I said, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so she explained it to me and I was like, wow. So you mean I've been taking lessons for the past 12 years and didn't know that I had this. So that was... That was mind blowing to me. And um, with that, I was able to just, you know, really be in tune with um, hearing different sounds, whether it was in like different songs that I heard, um, and then really using it to my advantage in terms of like learning how to reharmonize. Mm. Um, and it's funny because reharmonization was something that I didn't learn at university. I taught myself <laughs> how to reharmonize. And literally, I taught myself how to do it by listening to Robert Glasper, who happens to be one of my um, like, Robert favorite. Robert Glasper is, um, is the man, though. Jazz musicians of all time. Uh, 
it was one of my friends in my third year of university who put me on to Robert Glasper. So oh. I went back to all of his old stuff, listened to everything. Um, and there was a couple of songs. There was one song on his, I remember, I forgot which project it was, but it was called You Ought to Praise Him. So I don't know if you know mm. if you're familiar with that song. So I spent the summer learning that entire song. So lifting it, playing it note for note, chords, all of that stuff. Had no idea what I was doing, but I figured it out. Um, I think I was able to learn it in about a couple of days and I actually recorded myself playing it. I'm pretty sure I still have the recording somewhere on my computer, but I have to find it. Um, but yeah, I learned the entire song and literally my mind was open to all of these different chord extensions and just like mm. the way that he comes up with his music. And I was like, wow, this is so amazing. And it was from there where I said that if I ever decide to be an artist, um, I want to be different. I want to, you know, not sound like everybody else mm. out there. You know, you have your church musicians, you have your jazz musicians, you have your classical musicians. Um, I always said to myself that I wanted to stand out. I wanted to be unique. Um, so I took from the time I was 18 until I was about 24. So yeah, it was a pretty long time. Just trying to discover who I was as a musician, who I wanted to be as a musician, who I wanted to be as an artist, uh, what I wanted to bring to the table um, that was different from everybody else. And um, of course, I went through this whole music journey and I have my influences, Alicia Keys, Oscar Peterson, uh, Robert Glasper, and Chopin, because obviously I went through the classical route and Chopin was one of those Chopin artists. Is... Yeah. yeah, he was one of those right. artists that really stood out to me and i i love chords and i used to play all of his preludes uh, when i was taking lessons so prelude in e minor prelude in b minor so he would stack the chords and i don't know there was just something about the way that he stacked those chords that i fell in love with chords and of course oscar oscar peterson um i have the ability to stretch a major 11 in my left hand and I, yeah, <laughs> I can. <laughs> and it's funny because my hands are so small, right? So right. it's like, it's how are you like... doing this? How are you doing this? So I literally can stretch a major yes. Wow. Yeah, in my left hand. And it was um, the Gentle Waltz. That's the song that he wrote. Um, there is an extension, a major 11th extension in the left hand um, mm. in the second half of the song. And I had, I spent the summer trying to get that note. I was like, I have to reach this. And it was two black keys. It was a G flat. Um, and I think I had to reach like an A flat or a B flat or something, an octave higher. And I spent the summer learning to stretch. And I'm, you know, I had to hop, skip a little bit, but after a while I was able to actually reach it. And I, that's another um, aspect of my like playing that I've added in um, my ability to stretch from like one note to the next note. And of course, Alicia Keys. Um, I grew up on Alicia Keys. I mean, as you can see in my shirt, I'm a 90s baby. So I grew up on Alicia Keys. The kids mm -hmm. in high school called me Alicia Keys because I used to have my hair braided all the time, but I would always be in the music room playing the piano. Mm, see? <laughs> so, yeah. So all of those, and just her, like her melodies, that's something that stood out to me. So, encompassing all of these, you know, elements from all of these different. Um, artist, so Robert Glasper in his unique, you know, way, his like musical mind is just ridiculous. Um, Oscar Peterson and his stretch, Alicia Keys and her melodies, uh, Oscar uh, Chopin and his backwards. So 
So I took that and put it in a big uh, stewing pot and I was like, okay. And I threw my personality and just who I am as a person in that pot and screwed it up. And, I, and in 2014, I decided to come on the scene as an artist. And the first song that I ever wrote, I actually sang on. <laughs> oh, um, it's called I'll Worship You. Um, I wrote that song when I was in teacher's college in mm. 2013. And um, I always wanted to, you know, write my own music. And I had written all the vocal arrangements for it. I had a little bit of help from one of my friends in Toronto, because um, I'm not really like a singer singer. I can sing, I can harmonize, but I'm just not a soloist. Don't ask me to do anything. I don't like singing. Um, so I put that song together. I uh, produced the entire song. I asked some mm -hmm. local artists to help me like play on it and all that stuff. And after writing that song and putting it out, I realized that instrumental music is something that I wanted to do. Okay. Um, and even listening back to that song that I wrote, just like the way that I put it together, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this instrumental thing. I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm going to do it. Because for me, like, I, there's so many singers out there. There's so many people who, you know, sing and rap and all that stuff. And I was like, well... Um, I wonder what life would be like being a black female jazz instrumental artist. I've never heard of that. I've never seen it, mm. um, especially in Canada, right? Mm. Um, and of course, in my entire life, even just playing in the church scene, I've always played with a bunch of guys. I've never once seen a female musician playing in church, aside wow. from... Um, the one female that I played with at my church. But every church that I went to, guys. And I was like, where are all the female guys? Right? And, you know, there's a stigma where, you know, they say, oh, females are, they only need to be behind the mic or they can't keep up with the guys and all oh, wait, this wait. stuff. Who says that? Who's, come listen, on. Listen, man. Um, and for me, I wanted to break that stigma. Um, so if I ended up having to be the only person doing it, I was going to do it. I was going to find a way to do it. And I started posting videos on Facebook in 2015 and posting them in different groups. And mm -hmm. be like, hey, I'm Jennifer Ray B and I do this. And the amount of friend requests I got, um, my Instagram followers went up. People were just like, yo, are you Desiree B? Every time I, they see me um, at concerts and stuff, they're like, yo, I listen to your stuff. You're so amazing. Like, you're you're a musical genius. Like, your, mind, your musical mind is, like, ridiculous. I've never seen it before all of this stuff um and me like i'm a humble person like i don't really care for fame and all that stuff yeah you see me it's like hey what's up like cool you're awesome thanks for saying that and thanks for talking to me but you know i didn't really care about that i think for me it was more like um i wanted to inspire all the females out there who do play an instrument and um don't have as much balls as i do <laughs> to, you know go out there put themselves up there as an artist and as a musician. Mm. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, show them that it can be done. I went through a lot of struggles. I mm. went through a lot of backlash. I went through, mm -hmm. you know, guys, sure. guys being jerks and trying to tell me how I didn't know uh, what I was talking about, but mm. I've been playing longer than some of them have been born. Mm. Okay. Well, so, so, so I'm gonna ask, why do you think that is? Why do you think you got that backlash like that? Honestly, maybe because I was brave enough to do it. Um, I 
don't think I had any, I didn't think I had anything to prove. I just felt like, you know what, if I can do this, I'm just going to do it. And maybe there was some intimidation there because I felt like a few uh, males were intimidated by me. I don't know why that is. I mean, we both play the piano, I do it. I mean, I don't know why you need to be intimidated by me. Uh, I'm just little, I'm just little old Desiree D just trying to make a difference in the world. Mm. You know, I'm not trying to compete with anybody. Like I'm not here trying to steal your position or anything like that, but I'm just trying to inspire you know, other female musicians who look like me. Right. Right. I mean, you know, you just, you'll be surprised how many guys are just really insecure about themselves to allow a strong black woman to fill in that role because they're like, well, wait a minute, you're, you're going to take this position from me or whatever they may be thinking. Right. Cause I mean, I don't think that way, but so I don't really know what they may be thinking, but I guess just from the outside looking in, it's, it's a lot of insecurity that guys have when it comes to women who step into some of these platforms and start to outshine some of them. They're, you know, I guess it's that the thing when, you know, you have a husband and a wife and what if the wife makes more than the husband? Mm. I'm cool with that. Like, I hope, shoot, go ahead and make more than me because I know I'm gonna make a lot. So I know if you're making a lot, make more than me, I know you're making a lot. So, and it's good. Yeah. But I mean, even that, it's a partnership, right? Like you're it's both, a partnership. You have That's the right. same goal at the end of the day, regardless of who's making more money than the other That's person. Right. So it's kind of like, I kind of see it in that way where it's like, you know what? We're all trying to win in life. We're all trying to get to the same spot. Why not help each other get there? It shouldn't be a competition. Like right. the, goal, the end goal is to inspire everybody, inspire the world, inspire people who look like us. Um, mm. And we're trying to get to this, place in life but they may need you know that push or they may need that inspiration or somebody to encourage them to do this because i i mean aside from my parents like i just made the decision on my own to do it i didn't care who encouraged me or not i was going to do it and that's the thing about me i'm a very determined and ambitious person so i don't really need anybody to motivate me or push me to do something if i see that there's a lack of something i'm just going to go out of my way and make it happen mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's a mindset that you got to have in order to be able to say i don't really need to rely on anybody else i'm just going to go out and make it happen myself yeah yeah oh yeah so, I mean, that's an interesting backstory, like, oh, and I'm sure there's way more to it, but yeah. I mean, just from what, what you've shared so far, that is a very interesting backstory. And, and so you've been doing it since you were, you know, since you were younger, back in the day, since you know, since you're a nineties baby. Yeah. So, Hey, look, nineties music is like the best era of music. So to be a nineties baby in the best era of music is, you just, you just got double bang for the buck right there. You're born in the best era of music. Uh, and you do music, and from what I hear, oh my gosh, yeah, oh man, and we'll get into that in just a, in just a little bit, right? Because the stuff that I ain't even gonna tell you yet. And so you, you see her uh, Instagram right there. Just go to Desiree Music, Desiree D Music on Instagram, and just click on some of them uh, Instagram posts. Oh man, but anyway. <laughs> Back to back to the story, uh, back to the story at hand. Uh, so, you know, you, you started young, uh, you went through a couple of teachers. And then well, I think what I find amazing is that you had perfect pitch. 
Because I think that's like the I best part of the story for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got a perfect pitch. Trust me. <laughs> that never happens. I don't got that. But I mean, I think that's amazing, though, that that even through your your process of learning music, you had this already within you that it, it was just, I guess, another sign that you were just destined for greatness because you already had that ability to do that when it's, it's a rarity to have that have that ability. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. even my name, my, my government name, I'm going to be brave and say my government name today, my last name is actually Facey. And mm. my last name is actually the, the spaces of the treble clef. Yes, it is. See, yeah. Come on now. Come on now. You can't, you, can't be, you can't be better designed than that. <laughs> Listen, I didn't even take that in until like my 20s, I think, um, when I got into teaching and I was teaching with the school boards out here. And um, I don't know, it just came to me one day and I was like, oh, wow, I didn't even realize that my last thing literally spells the spaces of the trouble club. Like, how could you, how could I not be destined to do music? That's right. I mean, that's, yeah. if that's not clearly spelled out for you, then I don't know what it is. And it's funny because yes. my dad, my dad was adopted. Mm. So. Oh. Wow. Yeah. 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 See, that's the, that's the thing. Things yeah. work together good. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's, that's. Even though you may not know the, the in in that situation from a historical perspective, it puts you on a path that has placed you where you are today. So that's Absolutely. that's completely awesome. Mm -hmm. Completely awesome. Okay, so growing up in Toronto, right? So how yeah. talk about how that climate, that culture influences what you do today as a music creator, as a pianist. So how how does um, that culture influences it? Yeah, well, I mean, I was born in the city. I was born at Toronto General Hospital. Um, I spent two years in Toronto. I actually lived in the suburbs um, with my family. But I'm always in Toronto. I work in Toronto. Um, my job is there. Um, my gigs are there. Everything I do is there. Um, I'm barely home just to, you know, eat and sleep and <laughs> repeat, right? Um, honestly, the musical climate here is very interesting. Um, there's a lot of creatives here. Um, I think the major issue that I find is a lack of support. Um, and that's just across the board um, for anything. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like mainly for uh, independent artists because I mean, it's difficult being an independent artist. I mean, it's not, it's not easy. Um, you gotta mm -hmm. you know, do everything out of pocket. Um, you know, you gotta make moves and you gotta make connections. You know, mm -hmm. um, I remember the first two years I was an artist, I was doing everything. I was the manager, I was the booking you know, agent. I was, you know, and then still trying to create music at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm great at organizing myself and stuff, but it's a lot of work, you know, trying to be, you know, trying to give people your best music while at the same time trying to be the booking agent, the manager, um, trying to book your own shows, um, you know, trying to collaborate with other people, trying to upkeep social media, uh, marketing yourself, all of that stuff. Um, and I was grateful to have my best friend um, 
who decided that, you know, she wanted to do the music thing and she wanted to start her own management company. Um, and she really wanted to do this music thing full force because she also sings and she's a dope singer. Um, mm. She decided to manage me. So I did like a interim thing with her. Um, okay. With my first couple of projects that I released in 2016. Um, I did two release parties. I released two projects in six months. Wow. So me and me and Cardi have work. that in common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah uh, so yeah, I did work. my first my first project called Twenty, uh, which was a celebratory uh, EP of Twenty Years of Music. So at that point, mm. I had already Twenty Years of Music, um, and the song that I wrote when I was fifteen is actually on that song. It was actually oh, wow. one of the most requested songs on that EP, wow. which is interesting. It's called Back Into Space. Um, and I remember sharing the song with one of my students, and she's like, I feel like it's in outer space. And I was like, yeah, well, <laughs> that's why the song's well, yeah, called that's... Back in the Space. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so she um, managed me, took, took me under her wings, and took a lot of the load off of my shoulders. Mm. Um, I mean, I we both know a lot of people in the city. I mean, I know a lot of musicians. I know a lot of artists. She knows love, a lot love. of people who are you know look I'm, i don't mean to cut you off i'm gonna ask the question yeah do you know yeah. drake <laughs> i my god brother plays drums for him actually ah because you know every yeah. i'm sure everybody asks that question when they meet somebody from, from toronto you know drake it's funny it's funny i've never met him personally but i mean um his drummer is my god brother i teach his sister keys so i mean she tells me all the time all the stories about him and all this stuff so yeah, <laughs> I don't know him, know him like that, but it's okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's like the, the 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 usual question most people ask when you're from a place where there's somebody that's super famous, like the most famous person. Do you know this person? I'm like, um, no, I don't. But okay. I know people that do know him. That See, and that's what that's what I say. That's what I said. I know people who know that person, but I don't know that person. Well, yeah. technically, I kind of know that person because I know somebody that know him. So just no, I'm just joking. <laughs> funny 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 yeah so i mean i was grateful to have my best friend manage me so she That's took awesome. all the load off of me so i could really focus on the music i wrote some of my best music in 2018 2019 actually not 2018 2017 2019 i didn't release any music in 2018 i went through a rough year uh in 2018 so i didn't do anything um, but I wrote a lot of my best music when I did not have to worry about doing all of the backside work. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, well, what was some of the circumstances around around that that allowed you to really put out the best music during those years? Yeah. So, I mean, even that, um, I went through a lot. Um, you know, it's difficult. I mm -hmm. remember being... Um, in my studio in 2018, literally questioning whether I wanted to keep doing this or not. Um, and it was, I, you know, multiple things like, you know, the support wasn't there. Um, I went through writer's block for the entire year of 2018. Actually, wow. not the entire year, but the first nine months, I went through writer's block. Um, I went through a lot of personal issues um, within myself. Um, and of course at that point in time, I was almost 30 years old. So it was like mm. setting in, oh my gosh, mm. I'm getting old. Um, but I went through periods where I was like, dude, I don't even know if I want to keep doing this. 
because wow. you know I was struggling and I wasn't the music wasn't coming to me as naturally as it was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I questioned: Did I enter the music industry too late? Mm. Did I enter it at too early? Because I started when I was twenty-four. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I went through all those questions, questioning myself, and um, I remember being on my computer uh, in twenty eighteen over the summer, and I was using GarageBand at the time, and um, I had just been producing keys. Um, and I went through this thing where I didn't want to have to keep relying on people to get music out. And when I say that, I mean like um, producing for like different instruments and stuff like that, um, like needing bass or needing a drummer or needing a guitar player or needing this instrument. Um, I wanted to be able to do all those things myself. And then it hit me and I was like, wait a second, Desiree, you play bass. What are you talking about? at mm. church I play key bass all the time and my dad's mm-hmm. new bass. Why are you not doing this yourself? Right? Um I am a multi instrumentalist, so I play saxophone. I play all of the band wow. instruments. What am I doing? Right? And wow. once that finally clicked, I was like, wait a second, I don't need to rely on anybody to do anything. So I went into garage band. I had my MacBook for five years. Didn't realize that there were drum loops in garage band. Mm-hmm. Found out them. And my mind just exploded. I was like, yo, this is it. <laughs> this is where I explore. This is where I experiment. This is where I create. So I started experimenting in 2018 over the summer, trying to get my mojo back, mm. you know? Um, and I just started like creating all these different things, you know, learning how this, learning sound design, how to, um, you know, incorporate different uh, drum loops. Um, mixing drum loops, so I would go in like the hip hop section, and then I would go into the electronic section, and I would choose a couple drums and then kind of edit them to the way that I liked, and then combining them together um, to create this fusion. So, um, I the the term fusion, like for me, didn't come until 2018 um, mm. because I started I started as a jazz and gospel. Um, instrumental artist okay. so a lot of my stuff was that it wasn't until 2018 where the fusion part of it came into play so mm. that was me like experimenting with you know electronic sounds um, chill wave, trap hop all these different genres they have these days I can't mm-hmm. even keep up anymore they, um, sure <laughs> yeah and just and taking like my jazz chords and my gospel nuances and putting them on top of like hip hop beats and mm. electronic um, and just experimenting with that. And I created a lot of different vibes. And some of the music that I released recently was from two years ago, from that time when I was exploring in GarageBand. Um, one song in particular, In Rotation, that I released this year in May, was the first song that I wrote in GarageBand. A lot of people don't know that. Wow. But that was the first song that I experimented with in GarageBand and created and extended it and all mm. of that first song I put it, I created I took two years to put it out. Oh, it just, so happens that life happened like that because um, I had other stuff that I was working on. Mm-hmm. Um, one song levels that I came out with in uh, July. I wrote that at a time in my life where 
again, I had those moments where, you know, things were rough. Um, I went through a lot in my 20s, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Um, I experienced a lot of downs in the second half of my 20s. And I was sitting in my studio one day, and I don't know what came over me, but that song came to life. Um, and it was a very simple melody, and I just built around it. And I remember listening back to it, and I was in tears because I was like, first of all, I don't even know where this came from. Um, but mm-hmm. there must have been something within me that day that was just like, okay, let it all out, Desiree, let it all out. Yes, yes, and, because, you know, the... You know, some of the best songs come from some of the darkest places in our in our lives, and mm-hmm. and people can relate to those things that you probably yourself are going through, and that they may be experiencing right along with you, and it just kind of culminates into and just an amazing song. When, when I kind of think about pain and struggle and music, the very first thing that pops into my head is Mary J. Blige's My Life album. Because she was going through some stuff on that on that album and she was pouring it all out. And to this day, my life is still Mary J. Blige's best album that she's ever put out because of mm-hmm. the pain and the heartache and the struggle she was going through. Yeah. But I mean, it's, yeah. it's a totally different thing to display that uh, without lyrics. Right. Um, yes. People are always like, how do you do this without any lyrics or anything like that? And I've always been a believer in just the music alone, mm-hmm. having the ability to touch people's lives. Um, yeah, I mean, people can resort to writing lyrics, but for me, it's a, I leave it all on the music. Right. So whether that's you know the melodies that I create, um, you know whether I want to make it happy, make it sad, you know, throwing in some major minor chords, diminished sevenths, augmented sevenths, all of that stuff. Um, plays mm-hmm. a part in the emotions that I bring to instrumental music. So I've always believed that music in that capacity can touch lives just the same way music That's is right. That's right. Because music is, is universal, whether it has lyrics, whether it is uh, just a, a, a single, a, one single instrument, the, the feeling that music brings to a person's soul is... It can be healing, it can uh, be regenerative, it can just be one that just just touches a person. And it, what I find interesting about music is that a person can hear a particular sound, a note, a song with a lyric, and they can remember maybe where they were, maybe a situation that they were involved in. Uh, but music is definitely a universal, a universal thing that people gravitate to. Which is, I guess, why they people always gravitated toward like Chopin and and Bach and Beethoven and uh, I mean they had no they had no words to theirs, but the music that they put out the the chords the note structure was just out of this world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and even just you know where I live in Toronto. I mean, Toronto is so multicultural. Uh, I get influence from everywhere, um, and all the different environments that I've gone into, whether that's been on my gigs um, or even just, you know, going to work. Um, A lot of my music that I've written has been at work and I happen to work in Toronto. Um, So I am always, I work at a music studio in Toronto. It's called Marsden Music Center. It's in Scarborough, uh, which is like a little small part of Toronto. Um, All of the music 
that I've written to date has been at work. Wow. And I don't know what it is about that school, but I just feel ideas coming alive every time I'm there. Hmm. And it could just be a mix of, you know, I get to teach music for the rest of my life. Um, I love it. Um, just the atmosphere there, the energy is always positive. Um, and I have my room there. And perfect example, like this past week I was at work and I literally just came up with this melody out of nowhere. And I was just sitting there trying to, you know, get some food down before my student came in. But for some reason, I'm always coming up with ideas. And that environment alone has just provided me the opportunity to just come up with um, different melodies. And then I make sure I take out my iPhone and I record them so that when I come home, I can put it um, right. into Logic Pro um, and kind of produce something around it. And I see. You see, she stepped up, right? She was on. Yes, you know. <laughs> I did. I did step She's up. I stepped man, up in 2019. You know yeah. what? Um, I have a friend who's out in Atlanta, and he told me, Desiree, you need to um, go to Logic Pro. And I was like, yep. I don't know how to use it. He's like, I'm going to show you. So he showed me a couple of things, and I transitioned from GarageBand to Logic Pro. Mm -hmm. And I've been using Logic Pro since 2019. And yeah, save my life. Save my yeah, life. Hey. <laughs> Logic Pro will save your life. Yes, it will. Yeah, so everything from 2019 up until now, present day, I've written out of Logic Pro. So, all the last few songs. Listen, man, listen. <laughs> so, songs like In Rotation, Level, mm. um, The Original. Um, my mm. most recent release, Refocus, with Sean C. Johnson, who's from Oklahoma City. Um, all of those songs, straight out of Logic Pro. So, um, hats off to Apple and to the creators of Logic Pro for, you know, doing such great things with that product because it has given me the ability to produce some of my best work. Um, especially since now we are in a pandemic. And we've been in a pandemic for the last seven months now. Mm -hmm. And I have a series that I was doing on social media. And I say was because I'm on a hiatus right now um, called Daily Vibes. Um, I started that series in January of this year. And wow. my goal was to write 100 songs by the end of the year. Um, so I basically used that series to, you know, just share my producing ideas with people. Mm -hmm. um, so at the time I was releasing three, I was doing three songs a week. Yeah, it was wow. going crazy. So by the time the pandemic hit, I had almost 50 songs. So I was halfway done in three months. <laughs> <laughs> That's some work. That's work, people. Right work. there. But I mean, I'm a workaholic. People who know me, I'm a workaholic. I'm a grindaholic. This is what I do. And I love it. And I was just in my element. And then, you know, the pandemic hit, but it forced me to restructure and rethink the way that mm -hmm. I create my music. Mm -hmm. um, I literally was like, okay, um, I have a space to breathe. Um, I need to give myself that time to breathe because I wasn't doing it. And it's definitely necessary, especially as a creative. Um, we tend sometimes to just go on and on and on and on and on and not give ourselves that moment to breathe and to, you know, create space in our brains. And, and allow our brains to relax so that, you know, we can uh, have that time and that moment of reflection to come up with new ideas. Because sometimes when you go so hard uh, for such a long time, the creative ideas tend to fade. 
because mm. we're not giving ourselves that moment of space to breathe. So right. this pandemic forced me to do that, um, especially since I was going so hard with, you know, getting content out. So mm. instead of doing three songs a week, I did two songs a week. I did that for about four months and then it went to one song a week. And then um, October hit and I went, uh, like last month, I had a rough month and I felt like my creative juices leaving me. Mm. And I went through a couple weeks of a drought. But that, I think that was because I needed to slow down. I needed to right. have that time. Um, and just with everything that I was going through that month, I needed to just not do any music for a bit. Just right. relax for a few minutes. Right. Um, but now, like... I've had that moment to, you know, breathe and rethink uh, the way that I do things. And now the ideas are starting to come back. And especially now that it's Christmas time, you know, um, mm -hmm. currently working on a little small EP that I'm trying to release next month. So okay. now I'm all excited now because, you know, music is coming again right. and, you know, the creative juices are flowing because, you know what, I will encourage every single artist out there to take those moments to breathe, take those moments to relax, take those moments to just not create. Um, give yourself space to, you know, be human for a couple minutes. Um, we're always constantly going and going and going because, you know, we're all so focused on trying to get content out, um, trying to give our listeners, you know, the next best thing, but you can never give your listeners the best if you don't, you know, um, give yourself the best as a, as a person, as an individual, giving your... Uh, yourself that moment to breathe and that moment to just be human for a couple of minutes um, and that's definitely something that I learned during this pandemic is that yes I'm a human and yes you know my health matters my life matters especially even now where um, we have to be so on guard with COVID-19 and just protecting ourselves but I don't mm -hmm. want to uh, lose or put myself in the hospital unnecessarily, you know, because I'm not protecting myself or I'm not taking my health um, seriously. So right. um, I want to still be able to do this in 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 years. Mm -hmm. so, and, you know, with a skill set like, like being a pianist, that can last you a lifetime. You know, you know they, they say most artists have shelf lives, right? Mm -hmm. So once you hit a certain age, uh, then, you know, that's, yeah, that's it for you. But for someone who's a multi-instrumentalist, you can go on for, well, you know, until, you know, you, whatever, you know, you know what that is, but yeah. I don't want to say all that, but I mean, it, it, it can last you until you 80, 90, 100 years old, you know, as an artist. I mean, you're not going to be a 100 year old rapper or a 100 year old, <laughs> maybe, but I know I'm not, but <laughs> As a pianist, as a uh, most instrumentalist, your your world is wide open, and your longevity and legacy is wide, wide open. Yep. Absolutely. That so I gotta talk. Like about, that's right. So I gotta talk about something. Gotta okay. talk about. I gotta talk about this. Okay. So because this is one of my homies right here, right? And y'all know, this is one of my homies because he was on here last week, right? Yeah. Matt B. Matt B. Yes, my bro, right. my bro. Right. So how did you end up being the musical director for Matt B? Talk about, <laughs> let's talk about that. Everybody wants to know. Watch this. Yeah, he's going to okay. watch this and be like, yep. 
So funny story. Um, I was on Instagram one day. Well, I wasn't really on it, but I got some like notifications coming in. I think I got about like maybe seven or eight from this account called Matt B. World. And I was like, why is this guy liking all my stuff? I'm so confused. Because you know you have those people who follow you on Instagram and they just like all of your stuff. And like, 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 like. I love I love the support, but sometimes it's just a little bit too much. Mm. <laughs> like I get you, you love the stuff, but damn, do you have to go through every post of like it? Every post. Like this one. <laughs> but he didn't do that. I think he liked like maybe about four or five posts. And then I got an inbox message from him and he's like, Hey, um, you know, I'm doing a so far sound show in Toronto. Um, and I checked out some of your stuff, and you're so amazing. You're dope. Um, I want to know if you'd be able to play for me. And I was like, for sure. I mean, I've always wanted to play for Soulfire Sounds. I've been applying to them as an artist for months and mm. hadn't heard anything. Mm. So um, I said, absolutely, no problem. He sent me his music. I vibe to it. I was like, okay, I can, I can rock with this. We did not have a rehearsal whatsoever so i just learned the music and then he showed up in toronto um it just so happens that um i was able to meet the i guess the manager for so far sounds in toronto mm-hmm. and we connected um and that's how i got future shows after that mm-hmm. but yeah when he came met in person the vibes were just great i guess because we're both born in september so yeah <laughs> The yeah, vibes were just there. It's something, about the, it's something about them September babies, I'm telling you. I keep telling people, man. September is the know. best month of the year. It's the best month. The best musicians, artists come from September. From, keep telling them. You know, Beyonce is, Beyonce is Virgo, so you know what I'm saying? Like, so. Listen. Listen, man. Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> but yeah, when, when, I, when I read that, I was like, oh, yes. I definitely have to ask about how that whole Matt B. I had him on the show. I had him on here last week. Yes, we I watched kind of that episode. Awesome. Yeah, we just yeah. chopped it up about a lot of different stuff. And then we kind of had like a second interview afterwards mm-hmm. because then I called him and then we FaceTime and then we talked about a whole lot of stuff for like another 30, 40 minutes after that. Oh, wow. After that. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's my guy though. But, you know, I, I do find that interesting. And I'm sure that was an experience for you for dealing with an artist and then not having to do a rehearsal and then having to actually play live with that particular artist with no rehearsal at all. So I can just imagine some of the thoughts and some of the uh, you know situations you may have been thinking about as you were preparing for that and then doing it live with him during that time. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. even with him and um, Sean C. Johnson as well, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the MD for him when he did his summer tour um, in Toronto in 2019. And um, I mean, we had one rehearsal. But the thing is with him was I kind of already knew his stuff because I've been following him for years. Um, and when I had met him in 2017, um, I have this thing where if I have an artist that I really like, um, I'll just kind of just learn their stuff and just kind of vibe up to their stuff. And I posted a couple of videos um, of me playing some of his stuff. And that just led to, you know, us building a relationship 
um, as musicians. And when it came time for his tour, he was like, can you be my MD? I said, absolutely. He's like, well, I trust you with my songs. Mm. See? The fact that he wow. said that, I trust you with my songs. So I guess I was doing something right, you know, and of course, just building that relationship with him, too, because we had seen each other that one time and then I saw him again in 2019 when he came. So when he came, he was so comfortable because he was with me and he trusts me with his stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And it just so happened that we put together a female band because um, I'm all about, you know, uh, working with females and bringing females together who are instrumentalists and there's some powerhouse female musicians in Toronto um Sarah Thauer she is like an international drummer like everybody knows who she is she's been all over the world um and then I have another friend of mine her name is Mika McQueen uh she's a dirty bass player she 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 keeps she tries to be low-key but she can she can slap a bass she can slap a bass um, so it was the three of us, and we had one rehearsal, and he had I think eight or nine songs that we just kind of went through. Um, when we went to the show, we were trying to do the, the backing tracks, and for some reason it just wasn't working. So we just did it, this rogue, acoustic, mm. everything, and it worked out. Mm. That's yeah. awesome. You know, I've been sitting here wanting to ask you, because I'm looking at it. Is that thing on? Is it on? Is that piano on? Um, is, it, is that connected? Possibly. You know, is, 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 that, is that available to, uh, I mean, trust me, y'all, y'all have not heard. Oh my gosh, I kid you <laughs> not. When I first heard her music, I was like, oh, wow. And you know, y'all know I produce music, but y'all know I can't play no, no, none of that. No, my, I got big hands and me trying to play keys, nah, nah. I'd rather push. <laughs> pads right so can you give them a taste with mine do we have the ability to do that to give them some, some flavor <laughs> of, of what you bring to the table yeah all right oh, let me see if i can get this thing here, right yeah oh, she's gonna give y'all some stuff oh y'all she's gonna give y'all some stuff mm -hmm. here we go Look at that. See, she was getting fancy with it too. I saw that. Yes. Thank you for, for that. And if y'all don't know, like I'm saying, check out her videos on her social media, on YouTube. Super, super talented. I kid you not, super talented. Thank you for showcasing your musical abilities because, no man, problem. I'm telling that you. That was my song, Be Original. So if you actually want to mm. listen to it, you can um, get it on all streaming and music platforms. 
Mm, that's awesome. Okay, so let me ask, so how can people, if they want to work with you on, mm -hmm. if they, how can people, if they want to work with you on music, <laughs> you know, because certain people can't play piano pieces, but they can do everything else. They just can't play, you know, the actual instrument. I love but... how you're pointing at yourself. <laughs> because I was already going to be like, we definitely have to work together. Like, I just, you know I'm, I'm, like... I'm just feeling the vibes tonight. Hey, you, so absolutely. Hey, hey, I like I do. I do a lot of R and B. Look, I'm about to talk big myself up. Like I do a lot of R and B <laughs> stuff, you know. But when it comes to like the real intricate, it's like what you were playing. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's not that's not me. But I know exactly how I want music to sound. I know what sounds mm -hmm. I want in it. And I know if it's maybe a piano with a nice lead that's in there, right. a nice you know dark bass or a dark pad and some nice drums mm -hmm. and some top, like all that stuff I know. But I, I can't, I can't, yeah, no, nah. I tried, <laughs> I tried, and I tried and tried to go to piano lessons, and eh, failed, I tried to learn on my own, and eh, failed, mm. yeah, so, I figured there's other people out there that are better at playing instruments okay. than, than, I, <laughs> than I am, so, yes. Well, I mean, for you, you have my contact information. So. I do. You I do. can definitely hit me up anytime. Yeah, I don't have it. Anybody I else that wants to, uh, <laughs> anybody else wants to work with me, um, you can go on my Instagram page and just hit the email button, and you'll be directed to management. But if you wanted to deal with me, you can just send me a, a quick DM, and we can chat it up in, in my DMs, and um, we'll go from there. Literally. So. That's right. Right, I but, love talking to people, so I mean, if people want to come and talk to me, as long as you come correctly. As long as you come, that's the thing. As long as you come correctly, keep in mind she does have a manager, right? And you I know, and there's a process, you know, from one yeah. ex-manager, right? Because there's a process of how that whole thing mm -hmm. works. You know, yeah. still be respectful of the manager. Don't bypass the yeah. manager and be like, "I right, whatever." No, don't oh, do that. No. Don't do that. But that's so, you gotta. Really upset about that. Yeah, you gotta come correct. Yeah, I mean it's different sure because do. you know I do so I do so much stuff on on social media because I also mm -hmm. have like my cover series that I do and at one point I was doing collabs on there so I mean in that sense it's different like you can just reach directly to me because she doesn't really deal with like my social media stuff I do that all myself so even okay. with like my cover Tuesday series or my after sessions collab series like people can mm -hmm. just reach out directly to me because I coordinate all of that stuff okay I but see, anything I like you want to produce you want to make money off this stuff okay you got to hit up management that's right oh yeah, yeah. you want to make money off oh yeah because you see she got the skills like <laughs> she got to get paid for that stuff Oops. we ain't playing around here but yes yes so wow this has been an amazing an amazing interview i've learned so much and you know it's just been a joy to have you to have you on and part of this just this this time so i hope the people who are watching enjoyed it i hope you got a lot out of what she was saying you got a chance to listen to what she brings to the table and you know overall she's just an amazing person so so um let me ask you what advice and you started to you, and you gave some great advice is there anything else you want to add to what you would tell people about getting into this whole music industry thing absolutely um i know when i first got into it i didn't really have much support i didn't have like a team behind me and some people are fortunate 
to have a team behind them um, when they do enter the industry. Um, so one of the pieces of advice I would give is to find somebody uh, that you know who's in the industry that can kind of give you some guidance as to you know what you should do, um, what route to go. Um, and if you have a team, you can start building a team. So if you know somebody who, and you know musicians, you can have like a little band. Um, if you know somebody who's good with social media marketing, that can kind of help you out with that. Um, if you know somebody who is good with management, um, definitely I'd have a team because that's definitely important. Um, the second thing I would advise people is to be consistent. Um, consistency is key in this industry. That's something that I had to learn very quickly, <laughs> especially when it comes to social media. Um, I Once I found my niche as an artist, um, I displayed that niche on social media. Um, mm. When I started getting hits and posting different things like covers, because that's what I started as, just posting covers, um, my interpretation of covers. I got a lot of traction on that. Um, and then I said, okay, well, I need to find a way to keep these followers. So I came up with, you know, my different musical series. So I had Cover Tuesday. So I would post a cover every single Tuesday for the entire year. I've been doing that for the past four years. Um, and I've had a lot of traction on that to the point where I've met other people across the world. And I've been able to collaborate with people in England and Germany and Russia and all these different places. Um, you got to keep the followers coming back for more. So having something that you can do that's consistent on a consistent basis so they see that you're actually serious and you're posting stuff and you want people to come back to your page. Obviously, I started off with one thing. Now I have multiple things to the point where I'm posting four, four or five times a week. Um, another thing was looking, doing my research in terms of what times to post, what to post, when to post, um, and just following accounts that are similar to my brand. I mean, I'm an artist, I'm a musician, so I would find like other people who had more followers than I do, who kind of did the same thing as me or even similar to kind of draw um, their followers as well to onto my page after what I'm doing. So consistency, finding something that you're good at and then being consistent and finding creative ways to share that on social media so that, you know, people see um, people can see you. Um, and because I was doing that, I had people like Mike Burrell hit me up um, and they're following me and to the point where I have his phone number. So if I want to talk to him, I talk to him. Um, and that was just solely off of a video that I posted and he liked it. And somebody commented and said, Mike Burrell liked this. And I didn't even know who he was. So I looked mm. him up and mm -hmm. researched him and he's done everything for everybody. And I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. So... And even like Doobie Powell, I have his contact information. We're actually supposed to collab on something hopefully soon. Um, I've met all these different industry people because of my consistency. So consistency can get you very far as long as you keep doing it. You have something that you're good at, just keep posting. And even if you even if you get one like, still keep posting. If you get one comment, still keep posting because people will see it. And you just have to learn the ins and outs of hashtags and you know timing and content if you go onto my instagram page i have posts from back in 2017 and you can see my growth from 2017 until present day even with the video quality and the sound quality um, that i have delivered 
on social media. So making investments in your brand. I've had to make a lot of investments over the last five, six years that I've been doing this. Um, and it's only, you know, made my brand stronger. It's only made me um, a better musician, um, a better content creator. So that's the advice that I would give anybody out there. Yeah, look, ladies and gentlemen, that is awesome advice. Those are there's gems, I'm telling you. Consistency is the key. Desiree, thank you for, for those gems that you just gave to, to people. So shameless plug. So I have a branding for music creator series on my website, right? Where we talk about how to identify your niche, why we talk about, and we talk about consistency is the key. We talk about how to do a whole bunch of different stuff from your EPK to a lot of different things to social media to a whole bunch of stuff. So if you haven't seen our branding for music creators on our website at wecreatemusic.tv, you're missing out because she just gave you all the nuggets or well, some of them from that oh, series. Yeah, so, y'all, yeah, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Y'all missing out on that. I need y'all to go watch it because it that, that's definitely views up. That's how we get, so we get those views up. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you. Thank you. Of that's course. We, that's how we get those views up. Right? Uh -huh. <laughs> wow. So, Desiree, it's, it's been a great pleasure. Uh, tell people where they can find you. Tell them where they can find your music. All right. So you can find me on social media. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, SoundCloud. There's so many different social media outlets, but at Desiree D Music. So it's actually um, on that main page there. Um, it's the same handle for all the social media. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Desiree D Music, or you can just type in Desiree D on YouTube. All of my music is available on all of music outlets. Uh, you can check out my recent single, Refocus, featuring Sean C. Johnson, uh, which is available on all streaming platforms. And stay tuned for some new music coming very soon for the holidays, some original Christmas music. I'm super excited to be putting out some original Christmas music. I mean, I have Christmas projects that I've done, but they're covers. And mm. I've always wanted to release my own original Christmas stuff. So I'm going to be releasing a three song mini EP in December. So stay tuned for that. Yes, I want to hear that. <clears throat> I want to hear it. I, yeah, I got to have oh, that. It's, it's so soon dope. as it so so comes out. I can't I, wait. <laughs> yes, I got to have that. Sure yeah. do. So once again, wow, it's, it has been just an awesome time an awesome conversation once again shout out to the people who are who are watching uh, we had a couple of people who actually tuned in no lid creations uh the healer sound and we probably had a couple other people who uh joined in that probably didn't comment but i do know they commented so thank you uh for tuning in and watching uh this interview with desiree d today and um, desiree is there any last thing you want to say before we before we close up well i just want to say thank you to you for having no, me. No, thank you. No, thank you very much for I being here. I had a blast. Good. And I'm looking forward to working with you on some music. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna sing some music right after right after we're done. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm ready. Oh, trust, ready. yeah, I'll, I don't play. I'm singing two these two songs that I made that is gonna go on this re-release of this R&B album that I created. But I am looking okay. to do more with, yeah, because I don't know how to play piano, so. <laughs> I mean, I'm not afraid to pay it to... Hey, some of the best producers don't know how to play piano. I don't know how to play piano, but trust me, with them pads, <laughs> I can... 
I don't know how I want things to sound. They come out. You'll hear when, you know, when I send it. You'll hear when, when I, I send just, it to you. I just bought this. Yeah, and I'm getting ready to just go ham tomorrow on this. And, hey. You know, experimenting and stuff. That's right. And, you know, and honestly, it doesn't take a lot. And I, and I think a lot of people think it takes a lot of tools to create music, but it does mm -hmm. not. You can have a small little MIDI keyboard. You can have your Logic Pro and you can have a piano and you can kill it. And that's all you really need. Yeah, that's right. absolutely. I mean, I just that's got right. it because like if I'm traveling and I have ideas because I'm always mm -hmm. have these ideas and I have nothing to, you know, that's right. On, so. To lay to lay yeah. things down on. Mm -hmm. So once again, Desiree, wow, it has been awesome. Stick around for just a moment um, after we end, and then you and I can chit chat real quick. And then, uh, yeah. So so hold on one second. Here we go, okay. uh, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, thank you very much for tuning in. It, it was a pleasure to have uh, Desiree D on the show today. Such an amazing, talented, uh, gifted music creator perfect pitch right perfect man if y'all know what perfect pitch is go look that up because that's awesome uh, but once again ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in you can always catch us every monday and every thursday at 7 p.m you can catch our interview series and if you have not seen any of our master classes head over to our website wecreatemusic.tv you can check out the master classes that we have we have several others coming uh, which are seven habits of highly effective music creators. We have that coming as well. And we have a networking in the music industry one that we're working on also, right? So how to really meet people and kind of talk to them so you can build those effective, long lasting relationships. But once again, thanks for tuning in. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out. Peace. <laughs>